0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 631 for the week of May 14th, 2022. I'm Chris Fird here, bringing you this week's stuff. Here with me is Kelly Ryan,
1: uh,
2: plus five in body type,
0: and Josh Carpenter,
1: owner of Not the Worst Cat in the DC area.
0: Hey, not the worst cat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I have cat updates for you, but I don't. they're not fun. Um, hmm. Scamper might have FIP, which is a serious cat illness, but he might not, and that's about all we've learned this week. All we know for sure is he has uveitis, which is a swelling of some of the inner tissues of the eye, so his eyes look all foggy, and uh. we've been fighting this for weeks, and the vets are like, well, it's not going away, therefore it's FIP, and... Now we're trying to figure out, like, is that actually how you diagnose that? And it turns out <laughs> nobody has a good way to diagnose it. <laughs> so you uh, just kind of, yeah. well, we can't diagnose anything else. We're just going to go with that. Um, and, I have similar issues yeah.
2: with Alice right now and them thinking that she has feline stomatitis. Which Ooh, is like that's an another
0: one. Yep.
2: Yeah. And inflammation of the mouth. Mm. So she's going to go get a tooth pulled uh I think on the 19th and depending on whether or not that makes her feel better is going to w- determine whether or not it's actually stomatitis or just a sore tooth. Okay. So f- f- fun times with cats. And then Josh apparently had to, had a cat ves- visit where he didn't bite the vet's hand off. Yeah.
1: What's up with <laughs> that? That's
0: not I
2: what we're know. used to.
1: I don't know the the when I took him in for the blood work they didn't let me in the room I was just sitting out in the waiting room I could hear the cat noises and then suddenly the 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 vet technician was like, "Oh wow, that was amazing. I don't know how you did that. So I don't know what the hell they did to get Scotty back into his cage, but it was fairly <laughs> amazing."
0: I imagine flips were involved. <laughs> oh man.
2: So it wasn't like those YouTube videos where you see them desperately trying to get the cat into the carrier. Get in <laughs> with, gold. With the lady using the top of the carrier as a shield.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can imagine it was something like that. <laughs> the,
2: the cat literally climbing the walls.
1: <laughs> Bouncing from one, one thing to another. Yeah, yeah.
0: Tell me uh,
2: and it, you're just sitting there watching, like, you guys are just making it worse. Why are you doing what you do?
0: Why do you do what you do? Um,
2: if I sound a little hoarse, it's because I just got back from a week-long business trip where every night involved going to a loud restaurant and drinking and having to yell over an entire crowd of people. So I, I didn't get much game time in last week, needless to say. What
1: did you play then?
2: Okay, so (laughs) last Thursday night was like my last free night before I had to like gear up for business trip and other personal things. So it's like I've got a couple of hours. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to play a little bit of Valkyria Chronicles. And I I boot up my TV and I boot up my PlayStation 5 and I'm kind of like, you know, getting settled. And all of a sudden the picture goes out. So I'm like, uh, okay, it just either went into standby mode or something, and I go to switch the input, and the input's not switching, (gasps) and I'm hitting the menu button, and the menu button's not coming up, and I'm I'm hearing the audio perfectly fine through the stereo, but there's no picture, and I'm like... You've got to be shitting me right now, and I, I try everything you know rebooting um, unplugging it and plugging it, and that sort of thing and my, my the picture on my 15 month old TV is basically dead so I, I call Vizio because that's what brand it was, and they go through the whole motions and then tell me, yeah, so it's more expensive to fix this so you're just gonna have to buy a new TV. <laughs> And I'm like, you're, you're really? kidding me. And, and they're like, no, you didn't buy the extended warranty. And oh, I'm like, oh, really? They
1: they even did that to you? Yeah. like Well, you should have.
2: And like I, after 15 months, the TV is just dead, and I'm SOL. Yeah, pretty much. I'm so sorry. You know, I mean, the lady. To be fair, the lady. At least <laughs> she was nice. honest. <laughs> and, and and it's not her. F- I'm not going to begrudge the lady on customer service. It wasn't her fault. It's Vizio's fault for having a stupid freaking policy because I'm sorry. One year is not enough on a TV. It's just not, I've never had a TV break on me after 15 months. So, um, I, I blast them on social media. You all probably saw it and they tried to get a hold of me again. Oh, and, what a shot. um, um, <laughs> They never, they, they never even. I mean, they tried in quotation marks, but they never called, and they never like DM'd me again on Twitter. And so it's like I'm I'm going on this business trip, and then I'm doing a week of vacation after the business trip, and I'm certainly not going to wait for however long it's going to take to re- resolve the stupid TV issue. So I just I ordered a new Samsung. And I'm never spending any amount of currency on Vizio products ever again, because apparently I've I've talked to multiple people and said that yeah, this is the standard with um, Vizio that their customer support sucks and their products suck that are notorious for breaking. So um, lesson learned. I'm I, the reason why Vizio's are on sale all the time is because they're dog shit. And yeah, so I've got my new Samsung. Um, off to the side ready to be installed after the cast and yeah that that's why i barely gamed because my main gaming device didn't work so because my main gaming device didn't work and i kind of had a little time to kill before i went on my business trip i downloaded and played inscription
0: i've played some inscription got,
2: got very sucked into that because my god that 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 card system while simple is very addicting Mm -hmm. and then after the and it's meant to be
0: exploited
2: yeah you're meant to figure it out yeah it was like i was having trouble with that first act where it's basically a roguelike until i made myself a card that was a six six that had no cost to play it and could hit three things at once so if it Hit, hit with the lane, or if there, there was a clear shot, it would do like what 24 damage? No way, 18 damage because that's six three times. So that's how I finished that first act. And then the second act, I made the broken o- Ouroboros deck. Where I, I don't know if that is a glitch or if that is a feature where yes. every t- <laughs> it's a feature,
0: you're meant to, yeah, you're meant to okay b- make broken decks,
2: yeah, okay. So I, I boosted that up to level 100 and was – I at first I was trying to, like, see if I could collect all of the cards in the second act and then got tired of messing with that because of how random it is and then just finished the second act with, the, with that deck. And then I um, – I went through most of the third act, except i I got stuck at one boss, and by the time I figured out how to beat that one boss, it was time for me to leave on the plane. So I still have to finish that game. Um, that game is weird. Hmm. So uh, I got to the second
0: the- act and then kind of lost interest because the second act is not as interesting as the first to me. But I hear I should push through it, and the third act gets better. But
2: yeah. I don't know. I mean there there's some tough bosses in the third act. I had I struggled a little bit. Um but also if you know what you're doing, you can get your Oral Burrows back.
3: Mm, nice.
2: Um you can even get it back earlier than you're supposed to. Nice. Um, and then some of the bosses in the third act have like kind of have gimmicks. Um including one where you have to make a card. And it sends that card over to another player playing on Steam at the same time. <laughs> and if you, if they win with that card, then you win. And
0: That's amazing.
2: So you're kind of encouraged to make a really, really good card. Um, because, you know, you, you make this card and it's very easy to just kind of make a trolley card that's going to get sent out to another player. But then you could potentially screw them over. Mm-hmm. Um And, and that, that part is also annoying because you're actually waiting in real time for that player to finish the game, f- finish <laughs> their game, and you're not really seeing what's going on. Nope. And the boss is kind of like toying with you the whole time. It was like, ooh, that was a nasty play. Oh, that was a good play. Oh, that was so close. And you have no idea if she's being honest or not.
0: Oh, they're lying. You know uh, okay. they're lying. I don't know, but... I would because, yeah, the whole point life. of that
2: game is to mess with you. Yeah. Um, and, and of course I, I am very into analog horror. So, you know, the whole fourth wall breaking thing with the, the game within the game stuff that I'm being vague about. Cause I don't want to spoil it for others is just so insane. Um, it's it's making me want to, like, go to the – I want to finish the game first, but I want to go to the TV Tropes page and see, like, what other kind of, like, outside-the-game clues there are and stuff. Because hmm. um, I love stuff like that. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I cannot wait to finish that as soon as I get done with all of my chores today because I got a laundry list of things to do. Um. But yeah, I can't wait to play that game. I'm planning on playing more Valkyria Chronicles as soon as I get my new TV up. And it, it sounds like not being able to download a new Switch game um, in my hotel room was probably a godsend, Josh. Because <laughs> I, I almost I almost downloaded a Union U- Chronicle Rising in my hotel room because it was cheap. But then I couldn't access access the wi-fi because that whole thing where it takes you to the browser where you have to click and that doesn't work on the switch so Mm -hmm. um i I ended up buying it but i passed out last night before i had a chance to play it and something tells me my body was correct (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) i there there have been very mixed reviews of it i think it's pretty bad (laughs) (laughs) it's it 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 you know, this is the action RPG spinoff to the eventual release of Yuden Chronicles, and Yuden Chronicles is the spiritual successor to Suikoden. So they decided to make this... I, this was a Kickstarter <clears throat> stretch goal where they were going to make a side spinoff game if they got uh, whatever it was, you know, raised $5 million or $6 million bucks or whatever it was. And the theory is that, like, a lot of the characters and some of the story beats are going to carry over into the main game. And then supposedly even your save file is going to carry over, you know, like who knows exactly what, whether it's you get a couple of items or something like that, but there's going to be tie-ins between this and the main game. So the, the story starts out, you're just playing and if you, you, Get a plucky adventurer, you know, young plucky adventurer who's out to prove her worth by getting a, a, you know, like getting this really fancy bit of treasure, more fancy than anybody else from her village has ever done. And you are going to this town where there have been a series of earthquakes recently that has kind of devastated the town, but it's opened up uh, access to these ruins and so the idea is like, oh, hey, everybody's coming here to to search these ruins for treasure. Of course, your your main character has no money, and the way they're going to get a license to go look for the uh, treasures is you have to do a bunch of uh, like small menial tasks for all the people in town.
0: Oh boy, my favorite!
1: <laughs> exactly. So so you'll start out, and they'll be like, hey, why don't you go talk to this shopkeeper? And the shopkeeper's like, hey, I could use like eight eight lumber to fix my uh, shop. And so you go to the wood section and you go and you chop down eight trees while fighting a few enemies. You come back and you give it to them and they're like, hey, why don't you go to the next shop over? And the next shop over is like, hey, get me some rocks. And then you go back to the woods and you go you get a few rocks and you bring them back. And it's like, hey, why don't you go talk to the next shopkeeper? And they're like, hey, I need some special wood. So now you got to go back to the, the forest, the same area again. Now fight all the way to the end of it. And you have to fight a boss tree, which once you fight the boss tree, then you get the special wood. And it's this over and over and over and over and over again. Oh, boy. Yeah. So it's supposed to be like a town building thing, but it it is you are doing the town building through doing small, menial like fetch quests for for characters over and over again.
2: I mean, I I've heard of a lot of games kind of like this, like, um, oh, Ever Oasis was kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, A lot of the Atelier games are like that. So, I mean, it could be fun, but it sounded like he was pretty bored.
1: Uh, the The problem is, is, like, A, the combat is not that good. You know, like, if this had really... It's a 2D side-scrolling action RPG. Mm-hmm. And if the combat were really, like, fun, sure, it could be okay. Um, but it's, it's just not. It doesn't have a very tight... The controls are really loose... Um, it it does not have a good feel to it in terms of the combat. And then the areas themselves are not very big, and you are going through them over and over and over and over again. (laughs) So, you know, you're going back to this same forest, and you're having to go through these sections time and time and time again to mine extra little bits of material that you need. And it's very... You know, just mind-numbingly repetitive. When you when you combine the repetition of these same kind of kind of meh areas with the combat that isn't that good, I mean, the game it's that, that's not a good recipe for a fun game.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. It it does sound very tedious. Um, that's un that's unfortunate. But given that there's was a fifteen dollar game, I'm sort of not surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's like you know
1: the the overall conceit of hey, we're going to make this little game that's going to tie into our larger game. It's interesting idea, but I'm not sure the execution has really come off.
2: It it almost sounds more like a playable demo, demo not demo than an actual.
1: Yeah, that's the game. thing. But it's not a demo. You know, the actual game is going to be a turn based RPG. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be one thing if this. Well, I mean that that is the in in essence the saving grace. At least this isn't like something where you go, oh God, this is this is bad, abort, abort,
2: abort. Well, um, blood, stain tried that with the whole curse mm-hmm. of the moon series, but they made that retro on ten dollars. So you know, at least, I, I mean, what am I trying to say here? That. At least they tried to make that somewhat, to, somewhat interesting. Versus this, it's like it sounds like they gave it to an intern. It's like make a spinoff.
1: Well, well, it's not an intern. I mean, it it is a different studio that made it. Uh, okay. You know, like obviously the the story and the characters are being supervised by the the overall uh, team that's doing Eudin Chronicles. But the the actual game itself is made by a different <laughs> studio. Excuse me. Which which makes sense because you would hope that. You know, like the, the I forget the uh, name of the studio that's making the original the the actual Yuden Chronicles game. You wouldn't want them making the side game too. You want them actually making Yuden Chronicles. Yeah,
0: so Tam says uh, the new one's being made by Five Hundred Five. Yeah, this one was made by Five Hundred Five.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I thought they were a publisher though, not a developer.
1: I'm sure they. I guess they own some developers. Mm. Mm. It's it's. Mm. <laughs> I, I i've still been uh-huh. playing it. i've still been playing it just because it, god it's got this stupid you know like sunk fallacy cost thing going on <laughs> where it's like i know this is going to tie into youden chronicles i'm interested in playing youden chronicles do i really have to slug through this i guess i'll slog through it yeah i'd almost be happy if this thing didn't exist almost
2: oh, I'm gonna try it out later and see how I feel um, see
1: how you think i I, I just really don't like uh, I just don't think the combat is compelling enough to deal with how repetitive the game is
2: yeah yeah
1: you, you know I mean there there are plenty of games I play where or you know like you play something like Hades and I mean you're you're doing the same stuff over and over again but the combat's really fun mm-hmm like that's never a thought that this is repetitive because it's so much, it's so engaging and so much fun, and this is just not. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's gotten slightly better. I've gotten like a few hours in. I've unlocked. Uh, you as you go along, you eventually uh, start acquiring other characters, and you form a party that you can like swap between on the fly. And uh, thank goodness – like, I, it is one nice thing is, like, all the different individual characters have their own health meters so oh, that good. you can actually – yeah, when you swap from one to the other, like – so especially in boss battles, that way you're – you you know, like, you're not dealing with one health bar that's getting worn down. You can actually just swap over to a different character with a full health bar <laughs> also to take some damage.
2: Do – um. Did the other characters heal while one is out?
1: I I don't believe so. All of the characters, uh-huh. Whenever you use an item that that heals, it, it heals everybody. So yeah. you don't have oh, to like okay. choose. So that gotcha. there, there's that good good thing. Yeah. It's I, yeah, yeah. Everything about yeah. it is yeah. just kind yeah. of yeah. like now yeah. no. no yeah. like it, I don't I don't think the characters of the story are compelling enough to make up for the the, the tedious nature of the gameplay either yeah. like it's it it just feels very and, and i'm not a huge suikoden fan so maybe i'm missing some of the appeal but it just feels kind of like okay yeah you got your generic jrpg with all your generic jrpg tropes so far it, it's not it's not like suikoden suikoden you know like I, i've only played the first suikoden but suikoden even then had this big epic scope um and and that just doesn't really come across in this one.
2: But yeah, but it is
1: the spin-off game, you know, it's the it's the prequel spinoff.
2: Yeah, with with a bite-sized game like that I can definitely see how y- you would feel a little like try, trying to do suicoden in a bite sized package. That that does sound pretty underwhelming, so Oh sorry, sorry you feel jilted about that.
1: Well, I don't feel jilted. I mean I played it on Game Pass, so I didn't
2: oh, <laughs> drop, okay. drop
1: any money yeah. on it. So.
2: Okay, because uh, I used gold points on it on my Switch, Ooh. so I only I only paid like ten bucks. But um still I've I've wasted money on worse this week.
1: Oh yeah, it happens. What, what else you waste money on worse
2: oh worse. oh not anything game related it's more oh, like okay. i lost a b- trying to get a bottle of water at the airport <laughs> and having it having it eat my money without vending anything mm. and, uh three dollars for a bottle of water wasted <laughs>
1: <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what you think of yuden chronicles
2: yeah, who, who knows? I might enjoy it for a little bite-sized n- nugget game. And, then, and you played more Valkyria.
1: Yes, yes. I'm, I'm coming up on the last like three or four chapters of that. It, it sucked me back in, man. It's really good.
2: Um, f- funny thing, my, uh, I, I think my being not around last week helped my husband's Steam Deck RNG because he got his last week. Yeah. <laughs> And what what's hilarious is when he picked up picked me up from the airport he uh, put together my birthday bag because my birthday was on Wednesday and he he wanted to surprise me with my birthday presents cuz you know I was kind of bummed about not being around my husband for my birthday this week. Mhm. And- and he absent-mindedly put the steam deck at the top of the bag because he was waiting, waiting for me in the car so he had a chance to play around with it. So I picked up on that immediately. I was like, oh, you got me a steam deck. Thank you, sweetie. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Um,
1: that thing actually comes with a fairly decent case, carrying yeah. case with it.
2: Oh, yeah. It, it was gorgeous. Um, though he, It's funny. He said that. He was kind of disappointed that the box really didn't have any branding on it.
1: Nope.
2: Like you would have thought it would have come with some fanfare. And I said, well, they probably did that so that people wouldn't steal them out of the uh, FedEx trucks or whatever.
1: Uh, I've I've still seen plenty of stuff about people stealing them from FedEx or, you know, FedEx people (laughs) stealing them because it's just a long, awkward, small shape. And so people know.
2: They know yeah uh, did, oh we lost your steam deck in the mail i don't know how how that could have happened wait how did you know it was steamed a uh, steam deck <laughs> um yeah no i i went through a similar thing when i was waiting for my ps5 to get here luckily that one was in a nondescript box because it came with other stuff yeah um well that but yeah that, I,
1: you know, the the PlayStation and Xbox are a little bit more just like generic box size rather than the Steam Deck is it does come in just this small cardboard box that is essentially the exact size that of the Steam Deck so yeah it, it it sticks out yeah you don't see a whole lot of stuff shipped in that size box
2: um right now he He's trying to format an SD card so that he can play around with some of the emulation stuff. But he he played through uh, Portal 1 and 2 um, just to kind of get an idea of the controls because those are pretty good um, just kind of starter games. Oh, and he played through uh, Portal, or what is it, Aperture Desk Job Mm. again just because that's a good tech demo too. And yeah, I, I took a look at his last night, and it looks like a pretty solid machine um i i hopefully i can pry it from his hands so that i could play around with it a little bit cuz i think i'm going to reserve one for the third quarter
1: that it's a, it's a neat little piece of hardware i think
2: yeah um Oh, I, I'm, I'm really happy for him. I'm glad he got it. It's, it's funny. He always ends up with the stuff when I have a huge piece of technology that I have to purchase. Because when he reserved his Steam Deck and was doing that crazy wait around for the reservation thing, I was going nuts trying to get my PS5 uh, taken care of. Because that was the day it was delivered. And then this week, you know, he... he it, Finally gets to buy his, and I have to buy a new TV. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah,
1: TV's more important.
2: Yeah, just a little bit. Because um, I'm I'm not playing my PS5 on a t- tiny little 27-inch. i got to have the 60, 60 at least. And and unfortunately, OLEDs are still a little bit too pricey.
1: They are, they are. Um,
2: so you're about done with uh, Valkyria?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've, 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 I've down to the last like three or four chapters. I've teared up a few times. It's still, it's still really good.
2: (laughs) Hopefully, I will be able to play it uninterrupted this week while I'm off work.
1: Make a make a good bit of progress. Yeah, I'm so curious to see how you do with uh, some of the the difficulties. He wants
0: to hear about you dying.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, when when you talked about difficulty spikes, I didn't think the difficulty spike was going to be the hardware I need to play it on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the hardest difficulty of all, the TV boss.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I wasn't on last week to talk about it, but I don't think it would have been a good idea for me to be on last week when this actually happened. Yeah, because it would have been I, fine. Was, I was not a happy camper. Uh, last weekend, after all of this, I, I, I came upstairs and I was just fuming at how angry I was that I had <laughs> wasted that wasted money on that Vizio. But it's behind me. Live and learn. Um, Chris, what have you played?
0: So as we said last time, I was trying to find strategy games to play on the Switch, and I played um. I picked up, or I was thinking about getting King's Bounty 2. And on the show, I had mentioned that people were like, no, Chris, don't, don't do that. It's not good. Don't do that. I'm like, well, okay. But like, I still need something. So I did it anyway. Um, And (laughs) well, here's the thing. Uh, I held off. And then two days later, King's Bounty Two was twenty bucks on Switch on Amazon.com, so I was like, "Oh, twenty dollars is a lot better than risking sixty dollars." So I said, "All right, I'm in. I'm going to try King's Bounty Two on the Switch." That game's a piece of garbage.
3: <laughs>
0: um, you were I, warned. I was warned. I was adequately warned. And on top of it, the reason I went into it is like I was going to play it unpatched and use a known exploit to kind of cheat my way through the game and have some fun just doing a little power comp stomp in the in the bed in bed. Well, turns out that exploit doesn't work on the console versions. So then I was stuck with a broken game that was looks like garbage on the switch instead of the PC version where I could even exploit it on the PC version. But now I can't even exploit it on the switch. I was like, ah. And it, man, is it buggy and slow, like the walking, oh my god. So King's Bounty is a game that you walk around on a map and you click on uh, on resource icons, and it's a pretty map, and you click on pretty icons, and you get resources into your, into your um, well I guess the newer ones are pretty. The original DOS one is a bit less pretty, unless you really like old DOS graphics. Um <clears throat> But you walk around the map, you click on resources, you have interactions with things, and you get advantages, and use them to build up your armies, and then you go around and kill opposing armies, and finish quests, and eventually get strong enough to take out story missions, and, and so forth. It's an RPG strategy game. So, uh, kind of like Heroes of Might and Magic, but with more RPG and turtling, and building up your resources. So, I, I, I'm like, okay, so this should still be fun. So, King's Bounty 2 takes away the overworld beautiful map where you're clicking on pretty icons and moving around on a map and replaces it with a fully 3D environment that you have to walk around and uh, investigate and find things to click on and loot like barrels, more barrels, sideways barrels, barrels at the end of very long paths barrels hidden around staircases that you're not likely to see because of the angle you take while going down the stairs Um, and chests. Um, It's not fun. It's difficult to find all these things. They're highlighted poorly. It's bland. Everything's white and, and brown and ugly. And well, I guess the first area is white and brown. The next area is brown and green. Ooh. Um, but it's, it's very bland. It's very icky. It's not a fun sense of movement. You're fighting with a camera spinning around. Do I see something? Is that yellow sparkling in the distance or is that yellow? Just part of the background. Uh, walk over there. No, nothing there. Then you go all the way across the map. You open your map. See where do I need to go next? You realize, oh, I missed a treasure chest that my map is marked for me. Thanks for marking it for me. Where is that? So I gotta go back there. I still don't see this thing. I'm sitting right in front of it. Uh, just spam the A button a lot. Oh, I found it. Good. I got my five hundred gold. <sighs> and then and then you get into the battle systems, which is which is fine. I mean, it's a battle system. I'm I'm. I feel hesitant to really criticize it yet, except that the whole thing was not fun. The whole loop was not fun. Um, Oh, right. It's very easy to lose all your characters um, and basically be stuck without any. There are no fights that respawn. You can't grind for experience. You can't grind for resources. If you play poorly and lose all your enemies, your game is basically done and you need to start over. Um, but it won't kill you or give you a game over. It just sends you back to the nearest merchant and you're there with like no units. And it's like, great, good luck. You have like one archer now go forth and, and do nothing. Cause you literally can do nothing. So after that happened, I reloaded a save and said, okay, I need to play that battle better. Um, <laughs> and, the, and on top of that, like the things were real glitchy cause I was playing without any of the patches cause I was trying to, to break the game and stuff. So that was no good. So I said, um, lots of patches have come out. There have been lots of complaints about this game. Let's put the patches on. And oh my god. God, did the patches help a lot with the Switch. Like, there's literally a patch note that's like, remove a lot of fog from the Switch version, and did they ever remove a lot of fog from the Switch version? It went from looking like an N64 game to looking like a Switch game. Um, Unfortunately, it's still boring. It's terrible movement systems. They doubled the walking speed and the horse running speed. It still feels slow to get around everywhere, just because how trotting the gameplay loop is. And, and now, Kelly, before the patch, if you were on your horse, you couldn't interact with anything. So you would have to walk around the map on the horse, which is the only fast way to move around the map. And then you have to get off the horse, interact with the thing, then get back on your horse, and then go back around the map. Getting on and off the horse takes forever. And then, so they patched that. Now you don't have to do that. Now you can just run around and interact with everything on the horse. But you don't want to because the game sucks. It's not good. I don't recommend King's Bounty 2. I've seen some YouTube reviews, like, you know, how this stuff goes. Like, if there's a serious negative reaction to everything, then there's going to be people like, King's Bounty 2 is great, or why I love King's Bounty 2. Keep in mind, those are the exception reviews, not the rule of the reviews. So, be very hesitant, and heed the advice that I did not, and don't get this game. And if you do don't get it on Switch cuz it just looks like garbage and I think it would at least look nicer and you could mod around some of the balance issues with with on the PC and I can't on the Switch. And if you are on the Switch, get the patches. Like I don't know why you wouldn't, but like just be sure you get the patches cuz they fix a lot. <laughs> like <laughs> quest when quest when it, when it would display like a new quest and the name would be in there there would just be this glittering like white box in the background behind the clutch because the special effects weren't working after the patch it's all pretty and gleaming gold it's like oh yeah that was a bug um yeah it's uh <laughs> yeah that's king's bounty 2 should be good instead has kind of a boring story a very boring gameplay loop and a battle system that's too hard for me um and didn't feel fun even when I was doing okay. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to say no. And just, if I want more Kings bounty, I'm going to play the PC ones that came out like 2010, 2014 era, um, or maybe dig out the DOS one that everyone really loves, but I just don't like the look of, Yeah, that was King's Bounty 2, so you know what I did after that? I said, screw this garbage, and I went back to Stellaris, and I bought all the DLC, and now I'm playing Stellaris with so many more cool things going on, and everything's happening all the time, and I have all these options I couldn't access before the last time I played through, which was just two weeks ago because everything was locked behind DLC. Now I have all the DLC and I've got the new overlord DLC, which is broken and you can exploit your overlord. And this great. And they're like, Oh yeah, we have bugs. We're going to fix this guys. And I'm like, don't fix them. I want to exploit them. <laughs> so <laughs> Stellaris is way more fun. So
2: wait, I forgot. were not she playing Planet Zoo at one point? Yeah, last week, I played some. Ba-
0: I played some Planet Zoo uh, last week. I thought. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, and then actually, I also played this week um, Jurassic Park Evolution 2. and I started playing some of that. And uh, Doctor Doctor Jeff Doctor Ian Malcolm Jeff Goldblum introduces that game and you're wondering like why are you here and he's like (laughs) i'm here because it's cool to hear my voice before a jurassic park game okay and then they have people from the movies that i haven't seen the jurassic world movies specifically Mm -hmm. i've seen the jurassic park ones so they have the jurassic and they have fake um what's his name Um, Chris Pratt. yeah they have chris fake chris pratt and fake love interest and they have like terrible romantic comedy banter between the two of them and they're guiding me through a tutorial and it's like i just want you both to die can i feed (laughs) you to the dinosaurs and i can get on with building my stegosaurus park because this is terrible um but it's teaching me how to play the game which is good because there are a lot of things to worry about in jurassic park or jurassic world that you wouldn't necessarily know about like They just have weird systems. It's not like build a building and have people use it and like watch the normal graphs you used to in Sin City or something like that. It's like, this is different. You're taking care of dinosaurs. So here are the systems to care about for the dinosaurs that tell you that they're okay or they're going to go break all your fences and kill everyone. Um, so <laughs> it's good to go through that. Um, not holding my interest as much. Uh, I'm not feeling pulled back to it. I'm feeling more pulled back to like uh, Planet Zoo right now, but I still haven't done that. Instead, I went and did the Stellaris thing, and that kept me up till 2 a.m. last night, and it shouldn't, and so I feel tired today, but um, also I want to play Stellaris more.
2: (laughs) It it was just hilarious seeing that screenshot of people enthralled with your turtles, and I'm like, They love my turtles. (laughs) The only time people were enthralled with my turtles at my local zoo is when they're uh, it's mating season.
0: Kelly, it's always mating season for my turtles. That's okay. that's the secret. There, my 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 turtle enclosure is littered with baby turtles. They're just all over. <laughs> Every so often, I have to go in and clean up. And like, once they mature, I'm like, I need to donate you back to the wild. Yeah, let's throw you back into the wild because I can't ma- ma- sustain all of you guys in here. <laughs> and they, then they start inbreeding, and you don't want that. And it's it's real uh, bad.
2: <laughs> is it normal turtles or like the
0: Galapagos? Galapagos okay. turtles, yeah. Yeah. But what the, but the li- babies look like normal turtles.
2: Okay. <laughs> They're yeah, huge. It's, it's usually the giant Galapagos ones at my zoo that are you mm-hmm. know usually uh having fun together.
0: Yeah, I've got a <laughs> turtle exhibit and a wolf exhibit, and I have half a million dollars because that game's just I guess easy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like I started with forty, I've got half a million now. I guess I should finally buy some lions. <laughs> I'll have to do that.
2: Because that's what I would want to do is just you know make my ultimate cat park.
0: And you can do that in that game, Kelly. Oh, my gosh. There's so many cat climbing things you can research and build. And <laughs> you can just go crazy building crazy enclosures for your cats. And there's wall decorations. And you can design. You can write entire sentences on the walls out of letters that you can put up. You can have signs. educate You can have... Kelly, you could spend... You, you like it. you know how you did with your chickens and Minecraft. You can go crazy and do that with your cats.
2: Ooh, that does sound fun.
0: Only instead of like making eggs, the cats have to make babies. But you can you can work all that out. <laughs>
2: um. So there's this YouTube channel. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of called Let's Game It Out.
0: I watched so all of his Le- Planet Zoo videos. <laughs> all of them. Uh, uh,
2: that was that's my training. How I get- <laughs> That's how I got started on that channel, watching all the Planet Zoo videos, and that one where he was dropping dead animals out of the sky. Uh, I, I thought I was gonna crack a rib. I was laughing so hard.
0: He's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Um. It's it's a great series of videos. Strand Strand, the zookeeper on the moon. (laughs) Like why? (sighs) (sighs) Ah. T- highly recommended, spiffing Brit and let's game it out. um I've I've i have basically been overdosing on YouTube channels that follow that same formula of I'm going to do a bunch of this is great we're going to break the game or do some crazy things in the game and I'm going to narrate to you with a bunch of stock photos.
2: <laughs> it's, it's
0: it's a whole genre.
2: <laughs> See, I haven't heard of spiffing Brit. Now I've got to check that one out.
0: Yeah. So his isn't about um, building monstrosities. His is about exploiting games and, and basically getting all the money. And, you know, but it, just go watch one of his videos. They're all the same. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure know? it's still
2: entertaining to watch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Once you've seen one, you've seen all of them.
2: <laughs> oh, I became a millionaire by not playing Final Fantasy 14.
0: That one has, I mean, it, you know what? You'll be fine. (laughs) The more you know about 14 or the 14 reacts to community on YouTube, the less pleased with that video in particular you will be. Um, But the less you know, you're going to be fine and just enjoy it. (laughs) Okay. He's having fun, but like people are complaining that his method is not real or it is cheating or it isn't cheating. It's just a lot of dumb debate because it's a live MMO and you know how people are about their MMOs.
2: I, I enjoy seeing weird stuff like that, so I, I will watch it and take from it what I will. Mm-hmm. Um, That's I all I've been in,
0: doing. Who's who's next?
2: Yeah, I think we're all done. I, I'm oh. in the process of reserving a Steam Deck and trying to find the uh, House Flipper Pets DLC because I forgot that that came out.
0: If you reserve a Steam Deck now, what century do you get it in?
2: Um, quarter three.
0: Okay. Twenty seven. They're still
1: working on day one of reservations from last year. I, I don't year.
0: have anything yet. I, I've still heard nothing.
2: I I figured by the time October rolls around, maybe supply will get better. Maybe. So. One would hope. Um, we shall see. And if if not, then I'll I'll get one when I get one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just really curious to play around with it. And it's five bucks to reserve one now, so might as well.
0: Your expected order availability, quarter two, April through June of twenty
2: twenty two. Well, here's the last one left, Chris.
0: Yep. <laughs> Which is too bad because you know, I want to play Stellaris in bed, and I can't <laughs> do it on the Steam on the Switch. I'll tell you that much. And I can't no. do it on the iPad. The, the, no. And actually, I probably can't do it on the Steam Deck either. But I'll try.
2: Know, you can still be- stream.
0: I don't think it control well. Oh. It's the controls that are the problem.
2: Um, could you hook up a Bluetooth keyboard?
0: I yes. don't want to hook up a Bluetooth keyboard in my bed while Anna is trying to sleep. <laughs> this is, I'm the not, Morris is yeah.
1: playable. It is playable on Steam Deck.
0: Yeah, but like the, the problem is that the, the PC port, I don't think, has the console port's controller support.
3: Yeah.
2: Right. I guess I, I haven't tested was, it. Oh yeah. I didn't know there was a console version of Stalaris. So I can't imagine it's any good.
0: I it's on Game Pass. It's okay. Um it's behind as far as the DLC offerings as as mm-hmm. the main one. Um and of course you get no DLC with the Game Pass.
2: Right. So, you know, I thought that I would never be able to adjust to um controller controls for Diablo 3. They did a good job with that.
0: They did really well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Um, I'd ask if we're ready for feedback, but we have only got like one answer to the question that I missed apparently, which was, um, "Oh, what is it? What did, what did you want to see to come out of the Embracer group acquisition of Squeenix's Western studios? Mm -hmm. Um, My answer to that would have been Gex.
0: Yes. Deus Gex.
2: Deus Gex. Deus Gex, yeah. Um but uh, but also I agree with Tracer Three, um Legacy of Kane or and De- Deus Ex. Yeah, the uh, he they said Legacy of Kane, I'd say Soul Reaver, which I you know is part of the same series, but two mm-hmm. different games. Because I love the first Soul Reaver game. And I heard that the second one wasn't that good. Okay. Um yeah, that was our only feedback. Oh. Um, I don't have a good idea for question of the week yet um
0: I uh well maybe we'll come up with something
2: I was trying to think of some something like g- games that you bought that you were extremely disappointed in or something <laughs> Go, going with the Eugen Chronicle and King's Bounty thing
3: Eww. but
2: who knows maybe we'll uh, we'll, we'll figure something out uh, let's see. We've got, we've got news. <laughs> <laughs> out Outworld Definitive Edition has is launching next week.
1: Oh boy, this is a game, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a survi- fantasy survival game. I got. The, I said out, Outward, I got it confused with Outworld, which was that uh, attempted at a Destiny from Square. No, this is Outward. Um, Basically a fantasy survival game mm. And the enhanced The enhanced version Is going to have um The two DLC the Three brothers and the S- Soroborans Soroborans um, Along with the base game and quality of life And balance adjustments and it comes out On May 17th the, I don't think I see a price In the article but if you want The ultimate version of Outward there you go No thanks um, we've got a PS4 and PS5 release announced for Sword and Fairy Seven.
3: Mm.
0: This
2: is a Chinese RPG. Uh, it's coming from East Asia Soft, and yeah, going to be available digitally for thirty dollars.
1: Uh, so, so this is the long-running series in. I think I can't remember if this was the one that's in Taiwan, made in Taiwan or not. But yeah, the very obviously Chinese mythology-influenced Final Fantasy-esque game.
2: Yeah. Um, Ryan McCarthy wanted to do a backtrack on Chinese RPGs, which sounds interesting because we've been getting a lot of them lately mm-hmm. between this and – I got that other one I can't pronounce. Uh, I'm not even going to try. But yeah, if you're curious, um going to be $30 and just says sometime in 2022. So – you can look forward to that um, if you're you were looking forward to more tales of luminaria um it's shutting down in July so what
1: don't look forward to it. Oh. they
2: just came out with this oh God um yeah so they're just suspending in-game currency uh, I don't even think it
1: they're they're not even gonna finish any of the st- some of the characters aren't even gonna get a chapter two.
2: <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, they ha- they have a schedule for the end of service. I don't even think they've said if they're going to like support it after the service ends, so that you can at least play it on offline. Uh, they said that they're going to preserve. I feel like the this just design. started. Yeah, yeah. And why? I I booted this up on my tablet. It was very playable. Yeah. Um, I didn't play much further in it than the opening chapter. It Must just be because expensive. It must be. And it sucks because this was kind of an okay mobile game, all things considered. So, well, um, well,
1: Tails has not done well in mobile. I think that this is like their fourth foray into uh, at least the Western ones, and none of them have lasted more than a year.
2: Yeah, because the article said that it, it, it that Crystaria had shut down um, mm-hmm. February. So, but Tales of the Rays is still active and receiving content. Oh, in Japan, the international version was shut down. You know, maybe this is a hint, guys. People don't like mobile games anymore.
1: Um, just just a Nah, thought. that can't be it.
2: Um, <laughs> we've also got uh, Gotham Knights gameplay being shown, but um, if you're still on last gen consoles, uh, you're SOL.
0: <laughs> what does that mean?
2: Um, the PS4 and the Xbox One versions of Gotham Knights has been canceled. What? Yeah, so it's just coming out on ps 5 Sorry, PS5, we want to and- turn
0: on all the features. We can't support you guys. Sorry.
2: Yeah, it's uh, getting to be that time. Um, but the uh, next-gen, I guess the current-gen versions are going to be out on October 25th with pre-orders now. And there's a standard and deluxe edition that adds DLC. Um, Josh was talking about non-lethal bullets that still knock you off the cliff. Or knock <laughs> you off the funny. roof.
1: Yeah, uh, which one was it? Was it wasn't Nightwing. It was Red Hood who had his, his guns with uh, non-lethal bullets. They made a point of saying that. And yeah, then, they don't like, kill the you, guy, but then he falls but the to the guy death. fell off the yeah. skyscraper. And I'm like, I don't think he survived that. I don't think that was non-lethal. Uh, yeah, non, I, non-lethal I was also, fall.
3: Yep.
2: I was also amused at Red Hood making a joke about, holy something, Batman, in reference to uh, Robin. And the mm-hmm. Adam West series. Um, I don't even remember what this was supposed to be about.
1: Which one? After the death of Batman. Yeah. And you've got Batgirl and Nightwing, Red Hood, and Robin are now going around Gotham City. I bet you trying Batman to shows up.
2: Probably. Okay. I bet you. Okay. Well, it could be guess. interesting. Not not my cup of tea, but it could be interesting. Um, what is my cup of tea? We got more content from Monster Hunter Rise. Um, oh, boy. See, there's three new monsters unveiled. <laughs> and you
0: know, oh, are we not doing the theme um, song? <laughs> Sorry.
2: You're going to be able to uh, access a new, a new s- s- switch skill swap ability that assigns different skill sets to two different loadouts. Um, which sounds kind of cool. And then you can also have follower quests where you can bond with the game's cast while completing quests. So I guess more side quests is what that boils down to. Um, and each follower character has a specialization like placing traps or health or whatever. So that that does sound kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this is coming to PC and the Nintendo Switch on June 30th. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm waiting for GameStop to release the pre-orders for the Amiibo, because I've already got the Collector's Edition pre-ordered. Um, You've got a new story for Curious Expedition 2. This visits the shores of Tashi. So this is a new DLC Are we going to
0: Tashi Station?
2: To pick up power converters? Yes! Um, I don't know. This oh. is DLC for Curious Expedition 2. Um um it's a six dollar DLC pack that adds a celestial shores island type with new tiles. And the game itself is a narrative roguelike set in the nineteenth century.
1: And it has some more art style to it.
2: Yeah, it's very colorful. B- very interesting, but I've never really heard of this game.
1: Anna played it. She thought it was uh, okay, right? Um, for which one? Curious Expeditions. Anna, two. did you
0: play Curious Expeditions too?
1: She reviewed it.
0: She can't hear me, so sorry. We'll have to wait on that.
2: Um, we've got the roguelike deck builder Wild Frost announced.
0: Yeah, uh, I well, saw that in the well, Nintendo well, Direct thing. Yeah,
1: the indie uh, uh, Direct. Yeah.
2: Um, sees players taking survivors from the final stronghold of a snow deck in the midst of an eternal winter and you're building a sun temple and trying to banish the wild frost and you got companions and there's cards. The cards mm. are very Hearthstone.
1: Yeah, very much.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah, game looks kind of neat. Not much else to say about it. Um, We've got the Purgatory Dungeoneer releasing this year and this, seemed, this is a minimalist Atari-style uh, roguelike game. I think it says roguelike. Or did it say rogue?
1: Yeah, whatever. Roguelite.
2: Uh, roguelite, okay. Um, I love the, the alternate title, though. My grandpa died and all he left me was this one dungeon in purgatory filled with nihilistic adventurers. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that title, but I'm glad that they changed it to just Purgatory Dungeoneer. Um... Set their ways on PC via Steam in quarter three. the The art style looks kind of interesting, and I, I dig the music. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um. I'll have to keep an eye on that one. Uh. By my, my one hype story for the week, we've got oh, more yeah. Legend of Heroes Kuro no Kiseki two characters. Okay. Um, including two characters part of the uh Septian Church. Which, if you haven't played T- Trails Three, then you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs>
1: Well, they kind of mentioned it in passing in in, in the Erebonia games.
2: Yeah, but. that's true. But um, so we've got Celis Sel- ortasia and her partner, let's see who is it, uh, Rion Balthasar. And yeah, they're both part of the Gralshredder Church. Um, th- that was the same order as Kevin. And <laughs> His I name love is that Kevin. Story. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> I, I love that side story with Kevin. Um, so any anything involving the girl Shredders, I'm excited for. Uh, we've also got <laughs> Altera, a red a red fairy-type Hollow, And then Mare, who, yeah, just looks crazy. Um, this is part of the Calvert arc. Uh, set to be released for Japan for P- PlayStation 4 and 5 in fall 2022. Only in Japan for now. Correct. Um, I, I can't remember when... We're not getting black just yet. We're getting the one before black.
1: And we're 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 getting diamond the, and pearl. <laughs> no, we're we're getting caught up on crossbell first, and then we're going to okay. have the uh, the 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 crossover game, and then we'll get to Calford. Okay,
2: gotcha. so we've
1: got and 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 you know, so we got like three or four games to go before we're get, even getting to Calford.
2: Okay. Oh, that, that series is long and confusing but fun
1: and um, we have we have a guide to help you with that if you need <laughs> that
0: where do i start um, josh in the
1: in the Kiseki where to start guide oh okay good place
2: probably gonna have to start adding adamantium to some of these guides
1: uh, we will with Kiseki.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: kelly um, you just combined addendum with adamantium I, I had really a long love, week. It. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Adam Mendian. I
2: have had a very long week. <laughs> okay. I am running on a uh, sinus headache and not much sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. I have not been back at my home more than 24 hours, so <laughs> I, I should have done this disclaimer at the beginning of the show.
0: Disclaimer I'm going to make up words today.
2: <laughs> disclaimer Kel's a little bit tired. Um. Uh, speaking of long and confusing series, we got more Soul Hackers Two Summoner Guide stuff coming out. Um, Eight-minute video talking about more party members. It, it's SMT stuff. Okay. Uh, watch the video. It's it's easier to see that stuff there. I I can't wait for Soul Hackers Two. By the way, um, still it talks looks about the. Yeah. Oh, I I can't get over how good this art style looks. i I'm, it. Makes me actually kind of glad that they put it on um, PS4 and 5. Mm
1: -hmm. I'm looking forward to buying it on Xbox just for the weirdness of playing an SMT game on Xbox.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Say for that one exclusive they did, it was only in Japan for the original Xbox? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh,
2: SMT9 and not even a sequel, just 9, the word. (laughs) Because
0: why not? Because why not?
2: I'm secretly hoping that this 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 game is good so that it'll explain why uh SMT five story was terrible because all the good writers went to this game.
1: Fingers crossed. That,
2: that's my theory. That,
1: that that's our hope rather than just the the people that we liked that wrote the stories years ago are just gone.
2: Yeah. Um we've got we've got a story about Flintlock the siege of Flintlock, the Siege of the Dawn to, 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 to mm-hmm. discussing the world. Yeah um we've talked about flintlock before haven't we i think so yeah um just cut the video just kind of goes into the world um flintlock is set to be released for pc ps4 and 5 and xbox one and series x later this year um you can go check that out we've got uh zenless zone zero announced by the i think the same people that made Genshin impact correct Yes. So, yeah, they're doing a fantasy or an urban fantasy Genshin Impact.
0: Urban fantasy.
2: Um, There's also closed beta signups starting now. Um, Game is set to come out for what is it? PC and iOS. With more platforms to be revealed in the future. Cool.
1: Um, I would assume it's coming to everything like Genshin. Yeah. But it may start PC and iOS.
2: It'll be interesting to see if this cuts into Genshin's player base, or if they can they can exist side by side. But I guess we'll find out. Um, we've got some more locations and characters from Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Um, we got a trio of um, important characters, according to the article, including Ethel, Gurincia, and I cannot pronounce any of these names. Kemaravi. Uh, I guess they're going to be main characters. Um, the game, the trailer we've got also showed out the uh, milk Meadows as a lush region, but home to numerous creatures that don't take kindly to intruders.
1: Uh, that 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 doesn't sound like Xenoblade at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, the screenshots look just like Xenoblade one and two. Mm-hmm. And X. am mm-hmm.
1: sure they're so, going to have like a level 80 over their head and you're going to be level yeah. two and you're going to stay the heck away from them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, it's still interesting. Xenoblade 3 comes out in September, and I still don't know, Jack, about what's going to be going on with the game. Who knows? Maybe they'll have a Xenoblade Direct.
1: It's coming up quick.
2: Yeah. And then we've got Void Terrarium 2 Expedition uh, details. So is this a spin? Yeah, it's, I guess it's a spin-off to the Void Terrarium?
1: Se- sequel... Uh, ish. I don't know. I didn't play the first Void Terrarium. Yeah, I don't know either.
2: See, the article makes it so, makes it sound like it's a game. It's an update to the base game, but I cannot tell. Um, either way, you're doing dungeon exploration with that's turn based with um, kind of roguelike gameplay, and the Void terrarium, terrarium series is also like very cute and colorful, but also kind of deadly.
1: Well, it's kind of dark, it, yeah. it, almost like, you, you know, the, it's a robot going out and collecting uh, items so that this one human can still live. And the human is kind of stuck in this bottle, <laughs> safe from the, the, the horrible environment that would kill it.
2: Yeah, the, the series has always been off my radar just because of how weird it is and how unpronounceable the name is at least they put a real word in this game, with the void terrarium as opposed to void asterisk <laughs> program or stuff. I don't understand. <laughs> and then fi- finally our final news story, it just a heads up. Um, oh. Get in the car loser is going from free to $10 on May 24th.
3: Oh,
2: um, I, I, I don't know what you would call it. Like I guess the trial period is over, so they're going to start charging for the game. Now, is this ten dollars for the game and the DLC now?
1: I am not a hundred percent sure on that part uh, because okay. before it was only it was ten bucks and you got all the DLC and the soundtrack for the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I it's not clear if that's still going to be a ten dollar extra or not. But hmm. if you just want the game and want to be able to play it, go ahead and download it now. It'll if it's in your library, it'll always be there.
2: Okay. Well, um yeah, or you could wait and support the developer if you should should so choose, but if you don't want to pay now, I would get it now. Um actually goes on sale f- for $10 on May 24th. And it's supposedly a really good game. So either way you should play it and support the de- the developer.
0: Go add it to your library.
2: Indeed. Um now now we've got briefs well, um, new release dates.
0: New release dates, like uh,
2: at at the top of the news, um, to no one's shock, Starfield has been pushed to 2023.
1: Shock! shock. This was
2: the Bethesda Space Skyrim, and it was originally set for November 11th, but now um is set to launch uh, the first half of 2023 for PC and Xbox Series X.
1: Yeah, that was. The parsing the wording that's kind of the surprising thing is that it, they didn't even do the first quarter like everyone always does like no they're just saying first
3: just half
0: sometime next, next year, year. Yeah. so they can push it again
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That that that's kind of the well, you know, like that happens a lot where people will have the game set up for the holiday release and then they'll push it and they'll leave it in that first quarter because it's still in their physical year. So they can kind of get they can massage that if they've already told their investors that the game's coming out. Well, it's still coming out in 2022, you know, technically in terms of the money. But yeah, when they're just saying like first half, it definitely does seem like oh yeah, this could get pushed quite a bit further.
2: Yeah, and it's Bethesda, so I say let them push it as much as they need to to eliminate some of the Bethesda jank as much as humanly possible.
1: <laughs> is that is that possible? And isn't no. that what the players do after the fact?
2: I mean, Bethesda games are always riddled with bugs, but they could make it less buggy. Mm. I mean, that's very
0: it, optimistic it, of you.
2: Could, <laughs> could it be a worse launch than uh, Cyberpunk is what I want to know.
1: Ooh. Um, I don't know. Fallout 76 was pretty bad from what everyone said, from the people who played it.
2: Yeah, that's what I've heard too. So, um, Reduce as much, but that's the jank as humanly possible.
1: As Alex pointed out, they still have yet to show any in-game footage from this game, so we <laughs> yeah. shouldn't be surprised that they, they, they're pushing this.
2: Yeah, I, I was about to say, have we not seen anything from this? And nope. I guess the answer is yes. So nope. let's get some gameplay f- footage <laughs> first.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's see what the thing actually is. <laughs> that would be good. I,
2: I, I think just you're asking an awful guy- lot here. I just imagine Skyrim in space.
1: I think that's probably accurate, but you never know, it could be Fallout in space.
2: Um, we've also got Rhythm Dungeon Caller Soundfall that launched this week. The original story said today, but that was that was put on May eleventh. So um, yeah, you can go check it check out Soundfall for the piece the ps4 xbox one and switch and it's a roguelike that's um rhythm based yeah so kind of like uh not K- well cadence of hyrule but the basic crypt of the dance. yeah
1: um
2: looks really interesting and the music was pretty pretty groovy
1: and, and the pc version you can actually use your own music
2: Ooh, that sounds fun
0: that's cool yeah
2: i wonder what a dragon force level would sound like oh
0: no <laughs> <laughs> My hand hurts thinking
2: about it um, We've also got Dungeon Defenders Awakened The PS4 release pushed to later in May um, This was a reboot for the Dungeon Defenders Series and now it's set to come out On May 24th Okay I, I guess the other versions are currently available On PC, Xbox One, and Switch But the, it's just the PS4 version that got delayed and if you're we're curious about it, you can read about the our review but on the PC version. So that's that. Um, Bandai Namco not learning their lesson with uh, mobile games it seems because Nito kuni Crossworlds is releasing this month, um, over on, under on how long that's gonna last.
1: Yeah, you can't <laughs> if Tails can't support one, how how the heck does Nito kuni support it in the West?
2: Yeah, so it's a free-to-play title, which was released in Japan in 2021, available on PC, iOS, and Android. Um, Oh, with cross-play between the mobile and PC versions, that's kind of nice. And yeah, it's a Nino Kuni (laughs) spinoff. You're the the beta tester for a virtual reality game called Soul Divers, however the game world they enter appears to be real.
0: What a a twist! Who could see that coming?
2: yeah, Nino Cooney is going uh, Ready Player One. No, not Ready Player One.
0: Ready Player Every Dot Hack.
2: Yeah, Dot Hack. It seems so. Yeah, um, I, I will be curious to see how this one does, but I imagine not very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll
1: be surprised if we have a it's closing down in six months.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think people were kind of done with mobile games.
1: Well, that sort of mobile game maybe.
2: Well, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um so what's coming out, Chris?
0: Okay, let me tell you what's coming out this week. It is the following nothing. Nothing. Oh, um I may have been so distracted with Stellaris that I forgot to look it up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Chris, you have one job uh, on this show. I,
0: oh, um, hold on. Open all those links. What about the rest of them? Can we open that link? Oh, that's not even this year's. So come on, give me 2022. <laughs> Why is it? Oh, now I'm looking for 2025. and Oh, no. I'm a failure, Kelly. Hold on. There it is.
1: Outward Definitive Edition is coming out because we had the story on that
0: yeah um, do we care about Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song
1: Um, I don't know someone <laughs> must <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's apparently coming out uh, that's that's one of those ones that I wouldn't be surprised to hear like oh no that was delayed and we just didn't update the chart here um, let's see this is what came out last week. What's coming up this week? Uh, upcoming games. Outward, we talked about Vampire the Masquerade, Decision Red Days, which is a survival RPG, which is... Oh, yeah, that's the zombie-looking one that we talked about last week. And then Dolmen, D-O-L-M-E-N, which is a action RPG set on the planet of Revian Prime. So, this is this a Souls-like?
1: This was originally a Kickstarter game.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Back in 2018.
0: It's very action-y, but I can't tell if it's Souls or regular. So, maybe hard, maybe doable. (laughs) Not really sure. And what else I got for you? Anything? No. That's it for this week. Sorry. Not much.
1: No. Uh, Light week.
2: Yeah, light week. It's getting to be that drought.
0: Getting ready for E3, everybody! Or... Naughty 3 getting better for yeah. <laughs> uh, summer Keely games Keely. fest yeah summer games fest right is that what it's called yeah what's up uh, what, what about some early access games kelly Let's
2: see we've got the dark quest board game available on early access from steam um you can play it for 17.99 with a 10 percent launch discount well i guess the launch discount has passed um the game is expected to spend about six months in early access and you create a game this is a, a
0: dice-based dice one or a card-based one let's see
2: uh, card-based yeah so you can go check that a out
0: procedurally generated roguelike with a card-based combat system kelly how unique how Say unique it so. <laughs> it's the new puzzle platformer with a unique art style <laughs>
2: But, but is it the dark souls of puzzle platformers with the unique art style oh
0: what is that
2: <laughs> i have no idea i just i was just making up buzzwords.
0: Hey, hey so you know i talked about um king's bounty 2 earlier mm-hmm. if you want a game that's in that vein but isn't dog crap apparently the one to look at is songs of conquest just coming out into early access now
2: okay tell us about songs of conquest
0: it's like a king bounty game (laughs) that's all i know (laughs) Um, i'm I'm looking at it so they're going instead of like high quality 2d sprites they're going for kind of um a pseudo retro like the map is you know it's all pixelated but it's 3d -hmm. pixelation so like 3d rendering of pixel um sprites if, does that make sense 3d 2d 2d 3d kind of mm-hmm. like yeah yeah it's kind of like a um, 2d 3d octopath thing going on so pixelated background even more pixelated sprites on top of that background but they move around in 3d um so it's it's at an angle so that it looks like they've got some depth to them and they're walking around so you, you got kind of a pseudo retro um well i guess it is retro it's just not as retro as we're used to when we say retro um artwork thing going on, and then you've got a side view combat, and it's all the hexes with units all next to each other, and you hope you have a high number on your units, and then you beat up the enemy with a low number on their units, and then we're on the map, collect more, interact with things, just like I was talking about with the King's Bounty games. So, it is um, um, in fact wasn't King's Bounty DOS what was that called? King's Bounty oh, okay, I thought um, I guess it doesn't matter. I thought Co- Songs of Conquest was a King's Bounty game at some point, but I guess that's a different. Uh, that name just sounds like every other strategy game ever. So that's uh now out for twenty nine ninety nine on PC, and maybe I should check this out.
2: Yeah, it looks kind of neat.
0: Get to give you guys some impressions of something new rather than more Stellaris. I guess I'm playing the new version of Stellaris.
2: See, when I saw Songs of Conquest, I, I thought it was gonna be another rhythm game.
0: <laughs> yep. The sequel to um Harmony of Dissonance. No, Harmony of what's it called? Um Harmony of Dissonance is a Castlevania game. The Castlevania. War Song?
2: Not War Song.
0: <laughs> no, the uh the Zelda one for Crypt of the Necrodancer.
2: Oh, Cadence of Hyrule.
0: K- to, yeah, Cadence of High Now it's songs of Songs of Belligerence. What was it? Songs of I don't know. I
2: don't songs know. of Conquest. <laughs> <sighs> uh, the
0: What's up with Achilles Legends Untold? Is this a Dark Souls with Achilles?
2: Yeah. Tell me it's a the, Dark
0: Souls. Or is it a
1: Diablo?
2: It's the more of God of War or... to me, but maybe that, that's
1: that was... just the uh the, the you know the subject matter. This looks
0: more Diablo to me
2: yeah but i don't see loot so i'm not sure (laughs) i keep trying to read the article i'm sorry (laughs) it follows the adventures of ancient greek hero achilles including the fabled battle at the gates of troy so are you gonna get hit in the ankle but where he died i think
0: Uh um so this is what happens after that the untold story you've never heard of before kelly how much God. you want to Skill-based bet that is combat. what it is.
2: <laughs> um, Achilles learning new powers and players able to collect materials to craft new weapons and shields. So hey, you can level-
0: oh, wow. System- so you are, you're right, Josh. It is more God of War, huh? Because you yeah. get powers and equipment, but it's isometric like Diablo. So it's God of Diablo.
1: <laughs> there you go. God of Diablo. Is that a thing? Why not? Diablo of um, War.
2: Priced at uh, $19.99 with a $10 discount, and that's available until May 19th, and the initial version includes the story modes, prologue, and first chapter, as well as access to randomized dungeons and two-player co-op. There you go. A full version is expected to release in early 2023. Please be excited.
0: Please be excited. Please. Are we excited? Eh, well, there's really.
1: editorial content to be excited about, right? Whoa, like yes. what?
2: Um, gamers' Forgotten Favorites this is uh, put together by Sam Walker and has a cavalcade of different authors talking about just yeah um, little known RPGs ones that time didn't really remember but we did um, just going through the list oh, this,
0: I remember these seventh,
2: <laughs> seventh Saga, Contact Fragile Dreams, Grandia Extreme The Quintet trilogy i want to say i had somehow missed out on this because i i would have probably written about rogue galaxy but i think i was so busy messing up with other stuff that i just never saw the call to action but it's an interesting little article oh and um paul squarely did did wild arms so that's something else i would have picked um yeah just a neat little article about rpg series gosh it's like I'm scrolling through the
0: history of RP Gamer here. This is oh, this is yeah. doing a number on me. I'm old.
3: <sighs> uh,
2: Fantasy Star Zero, that was the I think that was the DS game. Uh Shadow Hearts. My issue with Shadow Hearts was that none of the cutscenes were subtitled, so I had trouble hearing them. Um yeah, um you could read the article on our site. It's an interesting little article. And then we've got uh, an impression from Phil Willis about Solasta, the Crown of the Magister, Lost Valley.
0: I haven't played that yet, but I should, apparently.
2: This is a Dungeons & Dragons 5e. Yeah, it's um, a
0: expansion to the Solasta game. So, um, oh, okay. Yeah, it's DLC, but it's like an expansion. It's a whole new campaign.
2: Okay. I need to check out the original Solasta because... It's pretty good. I, I'm... Yeah.
0: It's, you know, there's some bugginess, like some jank here and there, but it it felt pretty good. It was real good to play while listening to Critical Role, I found.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I am going to put it on my Steam wish list because as much as I'm into D&D right now, I definitely want to check out more D&D related experiences. Oh, one friend already owns this game, Sabin.
0: Hmm, how's that work?
2: (laughs) I don't know. Yep. Did, did they hide the wish was button? No. Okay, there it is. I just could I couldn't see it. Um. So yeah. Oh, you can read about what Phil thinks about Celasta. I imagine that he enjoyed this very much.
0: He seemed to, from what I have talked to him on the stream. Yeah.
2: Because uh, Phil is our he is a huge D&D fan and a huge CRPG fan, so it stands to reason that this is right up his alley. And yeah, that that is all of our news. And uh, we need to come up with a question of the week.
1: No, <laughs> oh, it, it it didn't come to us in the, yeah. in the show, did it?
0: No. Um, you don't want my questions. They're all about Solaris, Solaris, because I'm.
1: <laughs> You're all Solaris all the time now.
0: Just uh, today, that can change. <laughs>
2: Maybe, should, should games have bite-sized uh, chunks of their actual game as, as sort of demos? And does it ever work? I'm just trying Try- to think. That, I keep going back to the, the Uden Chronicle thing and how people are excited about it and that they you know want to give us a chunk of it early, but then it's kind of d- disappointing and I don't know if it will sour people on the main game or not.
1: I'm, I'm trying my best not to be soured by it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm just kind of left with the, do I keep playing this or do I bail? If this were not tied into another game that's coming, I would totally bail.
2: And I don't know how exactly to word it into a question.
1: I'm trying to think if this has ever been... There have been a handful of Kickstarters that have done this, haven't they?
2: Yeah, because... Um... Bloodstains did it. Mm -hmm. Technically, Metal Gear did it with um, Phantom Pain. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Trying to think of what else. Or maybe the question could be have you ever had the sunk cost fallacy issue in a game that you've bought? All the time. That, that could be a better question.
0: Oh. What game have you not stopped playing that you really should have?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that'll work. Um, Rune Factory Five comes to mind recently. Ooh. Ooh. No, I mean not in a bad way, but like I I'm technically done with this game. Why am I still playing it?
1: Ah, okay.
2: I did get Wolfboy to finally date me.
1: Oh, finally
2: oh only after like getting his heart level up to level 10 <laughs> but that's neither here nor there um yeah what what game could you not stop playing that you knew that you should have there you go um put your put the answer to your question in the show thread for the week and we will read it on the show that's the best way to uh, answer our questions and our our website is rpgamer.com for all of your news and podcast excellence um, back, backtrack is a little late this week because I was gone and mm-hmm. while I was uh, while I was listening to the skit, I noticed that something wasn't edited out so I had to Oops. talk with Matt to get it edited um, to 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 be, to be fair I wasn't around to say edit that so it's cool should be up later either later tonight or tomorrow um, but they think it they, they, they did an excellent job without me all things considered
0: to get your um, approval they get I mean, you get to trust them to do an episode again when when mommy's out of town
2: i i mean they i i trust that we have a really good staff and i trust them regardless so
0: Ooh, look at that it's nice
2: it's all good i mean it's not like i'm like the podcast tyrant on that show matt matt has just as much say as i do and i just happen to not be around
0: my cat just uh, um, grumbled at me.
2: <laughs> he does the, uh, or Matt does the editing and the recording, and I do the posting and the herding of cats. You so. all do
0: lots of good work around here. I Indeed. It.
2: it. It's definitely a group effort. I could not do that show without without Matt. So,
0: You know who doesn't do good work? Me, managing <clears throat> my stellar empire. This game is basically a lost cause oh no <laughs> yeah i've been trying to save it the entire show and i just need to throw it out and start over
2: <sighs> that bad huh
0: yeah hopefully the episode hasn't been that bad um if you'd no. like to catch us every week it's nine AM pacific noon eastern i'll be streaming uh, final fantasy 6 tomorrow because i can play that a heck of a lot better than i can play Stellaris apparently and um yeah with that i think uh stay tuned to this twitch channel there'll be more streaming like today and tomorrow and the rest of the the week and uh we love to hang hanging out with you guys here on the channel so um what right into the show thread rpgamer.com go to the podcast section find rpg cast show thread and post what game should you have given up on but you just didn't and we'll catch you next week until then everybody bye bye
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.